1: now
3: My friend, my friend, you might have, you might have heard me speak before about this thing, this event, this ceremony that is called Auto Mourn. You might have heard of this before. You might have heard of me mention this thing called Auto mourn an auto mourn is not to be cruel but it is sometimes a kind of a choreographed dare i say feigned uh collective almost like a like a a, a mosh pit scrum um reaction to the death of somebody and i'm not trying to Minimize it, but but sometimes people will say, for example, no words. I can't. E- each person trying, sometimes ostensibly, not always, but ostensibly to write to 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 be even more excessive in the expressions of grief that one feels, and it's. I see what you've done. No words was a big... No words. I can't breathe. I can't think. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, fine. I think Twitter uh, Twitter in particular is a wonderful thing where people can just acknowledge it. In terms of Jeff Beck, you have Clapton and Ronnie Wood and whatever it was. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about how this thing works and we're going to be talking about specifically how these things and these folks affect our lives, and how you might have been affected individually or personally by somebody who had died in the past. But before we do this, I must say, I must remind you that days we are we are counting down to what is going to be, and I can't say this enough, one of the best, one of the most unique presentations possible. In terms of theater, opinion, arts, spoken... I hate that spoken word. Why do they say spoken word? What does that mean? If, if it's written word, it's, it's called print. If it's lyrical, musical word, it's called a song. It's like, I think spoken word kind of speaks for itself, but that's neither here nor there. But this coming 14th, this coming this coming Saturday night at the Cutting Room... I want you to be there. We've got the information right here available for you and for your uh, perusal and review. And I beseech and treat and import you you to review it carefully and to make note of it. I cannot wait. Mrs. L will be there. We will have microphones for you. We'll be interacting. It's like this, but on a different platform. Nobody in entertainment does this. They don't do this because you are an interrupter to the choreographed piece. My my information is subject matter. I go through this, and 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 tomorrow it could ch- it changes daily, not just politically, but with everything. So, again, I want to see you there. There's no excuses. I want to see you there Saturday night. Tickets available. Make sure we say hello afterwards. Pictures, the whole thing. Okay. When did a... Well, let me just go back to Jeff Beck. I have played now... You don't have to be the greatest guitar player in the world to recognize how great they were. And Jeff Beck was one of a kind. Why? Uh, Freeway Jam is my favorite. Uh, I think it was... What what, what was the album, Freeway Jamers, on 1978, I think it came out? Uh, Where was this? I even have this. I I mentioned this. Because that's one of my favorites. And the album is... ah, I can't believe I don't remember this. You might remember it. It is... I got it right here. It is... Oh, here we go. Oh, yes. This is from Blow by Blow. One of the things that he did which was so unique is guitar playing. Now let's just talk electric because we're not talking jazz. We're not talking Barney Kessel and Joe Pass and all that stuff. Wes Montgomery. And there are people in jazz guitar that you know are monsters. Monsters. Okay? Okay? Okay. Now, aside from that, let's go through this. Um, And classical and That sort of thing. And flamenco and what have you. First, what he did, which was so unique, was he did not have any... He didn't use a pick. A plectrum. Might have at first, but not later on. This is so unique. Now, of those who have not picked, Mark Knopfler, the greatest who played Thumb is Toy Caldwell for Marshall Tucker. Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, you can go down the list. Who else? Who else? Let Let's see how good you are. Let's think of the great, the great, uh, folks who did not play, who did not use a pick. I'm thinking, well, Wes Montgomery, but that's jazz. He did this thumb thing. A lot of people. Um, who were the? I'm trying. I used to know. So many more. He was good. Knopfler, come on, think of something. Not. Toy Caldwell with the thumb was the greatest. My mind is blank. I've been up very early. I'm trying to going through this stuff. Anyway, John Mayer doesn't play. John Mayer plays with a with a pick. No. I'm talking about people who do not use a pick, people who use thumb or fingers or whatever it was. They're very, 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 very few. Um, anyway, that's number one. Number two, I think he was more. Derek Trucks, thank you. See, Paco de Lucia, again, that is classical flamenco nylon string. Of course, Bossa Nova, of course, Jorge Gilberto, Jobim, yes, yes. Talking about rock, electric. Bronze. Okay? Lindsey Buckingham. Um Mayer, I've gotta be honest with you. I, I still like that no such thing or whatever. I still think it's the best song he's ever done. And John Mayer, by the way, is much better than anybody will ever give him credit for. It's just sometimes I think his personal life kinda of throws people off. But in any event. His the women he's had, Tal Wilkenfeld, his bass player, who's incredible. The other woman I was watching last night, um Oh, drummers! He has more great women. Yes, Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits. That's who we were mentioning before. Robbie Krieger. Now, I one time got into a big argument, and this is not. This is very easy to do with Don Imus. I think one of the worst. One of the worst guitar players. <laughs> who does lead who when he would do it I would cringe part of my soul would die is Willie Nelson people just oh my god and he went and and he didn't know what he was talking about his style please stop but what was the person whose death absolutely made you where well, you lost it my favorite For reasons that I may not be able to explain to you. On January 23rd, 1978, I was 19 years old. Not even 20. Terry Kath. He died at 31. And it absolutely... I couldn't believe it. I saw Chicago when I was growing up was my Beatles. That was my Beatles. That was my... I... I you have no idea, I saw them so many times I saw Steely Dan open for them This is when we had concerts Steely Dan Tampa Stadium opened for Chicago I saw this They had baseball uniforms on They had Steely Dan on the baseball uniform on the the uniforms They were just and we could and whatever you talk about uh, guitar players who were great. The level of proficiency today is so expansive. There are so many people who are just from thrash and shredding and this to Carlos Santana is in a league of his own because he's more balletic. He's not an acrobat. Jeff Beck came out with just a style and he played it so Differently. So, that's the part that I just... Who has something that... Who plays in a way nobody else does. Nick Drake. I know it's not electric. I can hear him and know immediately it's him. I can hear him. When Stephen Stills used to play the... This is, again, this is acoustic. This is a different story. Stephen Stills, again, too. I don't think he was the greatest electric guitar player. But his guitar innovation? Like nobody's business. He said he had uh, uh, Beck had bacterial meningitis. You know what's going to happen very soon. There's going to come a time, a, a year, when we're going to lose all of them from Clapton on this swath of people that created that created this movement. And we can go on and on. There are guitar players that still kill me. Johnny Highland, the Chicken Pickers. Um uh, no, I go down this. My 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 head is a is a, is a wash in so much. Think about when the Beatles started When the Beatles started On Ed Sullivan, 1964, 1960, whatever, I I, I think I saw it. I was six, you know, maybe at the time. The next day, the next day, you couldn't keep a guitar anywhere. You couldn't, you couldn't, nobody had them. It changed everything. And the Beatles also told people, you can write your songs. I know it sounds like, what? You can write your songs. You can write your own songs. Same for the Stones. Overnight. And the British folks, it was Lonnie Donnegan, skiffle that they brought over. This is this is the thing this is the stuff that if you look at the history of this and how these people um how people came along and they and this is the part that I think is the most interesting. They came along and they changed everything, almost inadvertently, it exploded. I don't think anybody... I, I, I Try explaining this, you know, every now and then I'll run into somebody, a younger person, you know, 30 or under, and I'm saying stuff, and I'm from another planet. I don't even think they understand who's really a great guitar player today. The best thing about YouTube we're realizing, the proliferation of grace, including the proliferation of women. There are women. There are women. Who are just Billy Strings. Billy Strings is today one of he is the premier bluegrass flat picker. He's the guy. Before that, it was Tony Rice. Before that, Vince Gill, also great chicken picker. Before that, it was Ricky Skaggs. Not guitar so much, even though he's a great guitar player. Billy Strings, Molly Tuttle. They're in that direction. Dustin in a baggie, great. James Burton played in this style, by the way. It was very interesting, but it was it, 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 it was considered incredible at the time. but today it would be oh, it's interesting. I'm going to say something to you that people are not going to uh, care for, but I'm going to say it um, nonetheless. Um, there are people who were great then or great now, I mentioned Jerry Reed uh, in that particular show Johnny Hyland, there are people Danny Gatton, oh my god oh my god John Jorgensen from the Helicasters there are people who are great and then there are the Usain Bolts who are great and here's the thing, it's not necessarily their speed sometimes they're great because of when they come along Keith Richards is not a great guitar player, but his riffs, the, the 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 sound, the texture of his music is unbelievable. I can't I can't possibly put that into, into any better perspective than this. His his what what he did satisfaction. Can't you hear me knocking? The weird, and this is going back. Charlie Watts in this weird syncopation. Did you ever hear Charlie Watts all of a sudden just just come in with a rhythm? It was like later on, It's incredible, beyond incredible, beyond incredible. I was watching yesterday. The uh, there's so many great guitar players. There's so there's so many. Years ago, this was interesting. I did a talk radio show, and uh, the topic was, why aren't there more why aren't there more great female guitar players? Why? Why aren't there great female? Well, this is before YouTube. Now, dear God, dear God, there's so many. And I remember the time we would go through this ridiculous way of thinking. We'd say, well, maybe it's because maybe lead guitar is such a masculine endeavor. Maybe it's because it's so... Um, it's so abrasive and aggressive and, and you need them Nonsense! Nonsense! Absolutely nonsense! They're unbelievable! But whenever there's a, a a woman in a group, it's always like some kind of a novelty. Is a like, no? And Jeff Beck was smart enough to realize what was going on. You know who was a really interesting guitar player? Still is Joni Mitchell. All kinds of tunings. The tunings are wild. These 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 wild tunings she did. Just where you put a th- one finger for the whole note. Uh, Nick Drake tunings are out of this world. They're just—I don't even know. It, it, tunings allowed people to to play in ways that—and it's more acoustic, I think, than electric. You, you don't really—I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's true. Look, look at what um, what Richard said. He took off the, the the sixth string, the E string, the low E string. He just got rid of it. See, the innovation is 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 something, but the guitar has been so important. We have air guitar. Do you ever hear of air trumpet? Did you ever hear of air trumpet? I don't think so. Air drums? Maybe. Maybe. This guy was great. Jeff Beck was just really, really good. Prince. I'm looking at some of your comments. Prince was a monster. Frank Zappa. I never got into him. But he was a great, great musician. So Sister Rosetta Tharp or Rosetta Park as we would call it was a precursor to what we're hearing today. Stevie Ray Vaughan okay, Eddie Van Halen I'm going to say something about Eddie Van Halen and a friend of mine was uh, was an EVH um, acolyte that you cannot believe. Eddie Van Halen was to guitar playing, what the people were who who put all this smears on, you know, this these essences on the squirt bottle and all this stuff. And whatnot. what is this stuff? What what, what is this? I see that's nice. Eddie Van Halen was terrific. He did all this stuff and he did the fireworks and the eruption and everything. But that's not my thing. Carlos Santana shows a an absolute breath of, 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 uh, of his talent. What he could do. Jack Bruce was great. No bass bass will talk about. Susie Quattro bass. Seriously? Interesting, good. Les Paul was a monster. Les Paul not only changed the guitar itself in terms of this district. Did you ever hear him just do riffs? With Mary Ford, did you ever hear Chester and Lester, Chet Adkins, and Les Paul? Oh, my God.
1: Now. oh Fighterflare.com.
3: Charo was terrific. I saw Charo with the Coochie Coochie married to Xavier uh, Cougat who also is an incredible person is Dolly Parton. Nobody cares. Glenn Campbell was a monster. Jimi Hendrix was again another another realm. What I was going to tell you was Eric Clapton is great because he's Eric Clapton. What he's doing right now, everybody's doing. Everybody can do. But he did it first. And, and, and with that goes somewhere. But he was great. He was critical. He is important. But in terms of proficiency, you no. Know. John McLaughlin, somebody writes, I'm just reading your comments, from Mahavishnu, from um, the work he did. He didn't if you worked with, but when he worked with Aldi Miola and Paco de Lucia was incredible. Django Reinhardt. Okay, glad you brought up Django. Now we're getting out of the rock world. Django Reinhardt with Toots Steelsman and Stefan Grappelli create I mean, not so much with Stefan Grappelli, created gypsy guitar. John Jorgensen is picking up gypsy guitar. John Jorgensen has this... You can always tell a gypsy guitar by the sound hole. We saw him one time at uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center, and it was incredible. He created gypsy guitar. That's his style. Period. Jerry Douglas, a little different, is the dobro, is the George Jones of the dobro. Tommy Emmanuel today... Tommy Emanuel is an ambassador of the guitar. He is great. And I'm going to say something. And this may be... Again, it's not meant to be... Um, uh, not disputational. Not meant to be irreverent. But I'm looking for people with great talent, but soul. Who have a touch, a feeling anybody comes across that I'm a great guitar player that's it Eric Clapton was not just a great guitar player he was a great musician and a singer and he was there was a lot more to him than just that again I'm not trying I'm not in any way trying to do this um, Richie Blackmore very good but not great but not that Jimmy Page was great, not a great guitar player, I, but innovative, critical, historically relevant. Let me tell you, I, I, you're, you're going to laugh. Garth Brooks may not be the greatest country singer, but he was critical. Kenny G was critical because he introduced so many people to jazz. Andrea Bocelli, nobody in opera thinks he is really that great compared to the others, but he brought people to it. So again, these are categories, in my humble opinion. They're great. They're wonderful. Uh, Here's one, a guy who is not the best. uh, Sting. Sting is so fundamental. You ever see him play bass? It's like he doesn't move his fingers. I don't know where the noise is coming from. But he's a singer. He's a musician. He shows a range, but eh, it's okay. Um, oh, Ingvy Mamstein, you know, I gotta tell you something, uh, very frankly, speed, thrash, all that that's okay. I mean, that's okay. It's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. I'm not trying to take away from it, but do you know how many people can do this? Watch this, just watch people. You see, a great guitar player is just like a great painter. If you sat next to Norman Rockwell when he was painting, you said, okay, Norman said, all right, let's start. I'll do something and you do something. He draws a circle, you draw a circle. He starts doing this. He'd lose you immediately. Now, Jackson Pollock, you can drip. Sorry. Picasso, you might be able to even do that. Dali, No. So it's not just so much that they're great, but can they do something that only they can do? That's a different story. Um, there are there there are so many great and wonderful people. George Benson was very important. Eric Johnson was great. Getty Lee on bass. Did you ever see Getty Lee? Watch Getty Lee do the um Yes Induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely incredible. I mean, just watch him. Now, bass players—I got to talk about that. Larry Graham, Stanley Clark, the great Joe Osborne, uh, Carol Kay. She doesn't get any credit. Uh, one of my favorites. Tyran Porter from the Doobie Brothers. I can hear him a mile. I, I know his style. Kind of like Joe Osborne. Peter Cetera. Listen to him on Chicago 4 at Carnegie Hall. He's a monster. Paul McCartney. A monster. A monster. Um, bass is such a unique thing. There are so many. Oh, uh, uh, Lewis Johnson from the Brothers Johnson. Bootsy Collins. These are people who made, and there are women today. Dear God, remember Larry Coryell, um, uh, Larry Carlton. In the seventies, maybe early eighties, maybe there was this. Remember Fat Burger Spyrogyro and this great kind of this this kind of a cool jazz sort of wonderful, wonderful. Leland Sklar is, by the way, absolutely, talk about bass, he is he is a fundament he's like the Howard Johnsons. When you want something to eat, he's the guy. This is the bass on Doctor My Eyes. He's there all oh, always. But Joe Osborne from the Wrecking Crew, phenomenal. Um James Jamerson, incredible, from Motown, one of the greats. James Taylor has a story. Dial that I can see and hear immediately. Immediately. Oh, Jaco Pastorius, please, you are so right. Andy, forgive me. Jaco Pastorius, dear God, where did that come from? Again, nobody played like that. You ever see these 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 guitar players who hit the side of the they they there was a guy named um oh god what was his name he 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 started to play up the neck I'm trying to remember his name I saw him one time in a weird category under 12 string Leo Okaki, the only guy uh BB King you know B.B. King's okay. B.B. King's okay. But Buddy Guy, much better. Buddy Guy howling, raging on this, was out of control. B.B. King was very important. Meow, he just just kind of didn't do a whole heck of a lot for me. Okay, Ron Carter on bass. I just did, on my private channel, I always put in Ron Carter, Ray Brown, married to Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Charles Mingus, the great jazz bass players. Now going back before, you mentioned Django Reinhardt. I'm gonna say to you, Wes Montgomery created that sound. You hear they go, that's Wes Montgomery. The octaves, the ninth, those beautiful minor Wes Montgomery. He did it. He created that sound. Listen to Cafe Reggio's on the Shaft album. Oh, whatever that... I forget his name. It's not Wawa Watson, but the Wawa. One of the most incredible riffs, songs of all time. Um, mentioned John Entwistle. Very unique. Marcus Miller is incredible. Mick Taylor... Mick Taylor was... So good, and why he left this note, I have no idea. Now you mentioned slide. Slide. We'll get into a whole other world. A whole another world. There's also so many great uh, blues, like Tampa Red, and you know these these old style blues players who play in a way that's almost primitive. Primitive. Um, when I grew up, the very first thing I ever heard the very few first music that I remember was not the middle of the Beatles but my mother turned me on to this was during the 60s it was Sergio Mendes Jobim Dave Brubeck Paul Desmond uh, Sarah Vaughn I was listening to when I was because when you're a kid and your mother says that's good that's great that's terrific uh the the uh j- j- jazz and that's and then later on lucky for me in the seven in the well growing in high school, all my friends my immediate pocket of friends whoever was into the whoever was into something more unique i remember going in, getting into uh toshikowakiyoshi lu and big band. I was bringing, we were in a Jesuit high school in 1973, listening to big band music. Why? Because it was cool. It was different. We had WQSR. Uh, Brian Auger. Anybody new? Give me somebody new. Something new. And then, even when that Chuck Mangione style came in, it's like, okay, and George Benson, and. Yeah okay, I'll, I'll I'll stick with the George Benson. He's he's okay, yeah, he's good. But that's not really what I wanted to. That's not. Now my my buddies, a guy I love. I gotta tell you this story. You've heard of Cannonball Adderley? Cannonball Julian Cannonball Adderley was God. The Cannonball Adderley Sergio Mendes album was one my mother. We we had to we had a special order it. He was born in Tampa. His, his brother, Nat Adderlite, and I became the best of friends. The, the best. Nat was the greatest jazz personality. Nat's voice. When you called him, he left a message of his, his number. This was his answering machine. When we had answering machines, beep all right okay beep that was it I don't know what that means but he was the consummate jazz guy so I had him on my show one time and we're and he says how do you know which calls to take I said well come here look here's the screen and here's the and they said Jerry Wexler he said you know Jerry Wexler I said, I don't know who Jerry Wexler I never heard of him. I, 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 I and, and You'll find out later that became a big joke. I said, I never heard of him. His eyes bugged out like, what are you kidding me? Because I'm talking about Ornette Coleman and all this stuff. And I, I just never, Nestle Erdogan, I'm an Erdogan, but never Jerry Wexler. It was more like Big Mama Thornton and all that. That wasn't my thing. Turns out he lived in Sarasota at the time. Used to listen to me all the time. So one day I called him up. I got his number. So I said, Hey, Jerry. He had the greatest vocabulary. Just listen to his voice. That, that New York, that Washington Heights. He had just. Anyway. So I uh, called him. I said, So um, what do you uh, do? Uh, what are you? And he says, You don't know who I am, do you? I said, To be honest with you, not really. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if, if, if you call somebody and, and left your name, who would call you back just because it was you? And he says, well, I don't know. He says, you ever hear of Mick Jagger? I said, come on. He says, well, I don't even know anymore. He was doing, he was something with Etta James at the time. He, at his place, oh, he lived with this. they're both deceased now, but he had this, this Chinese couple that all of a sudden, this guy named Shu, and all of a sudden, you'd, 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 you'd uh, uh, raise a glass and This shoe would appear out of nowhere. I was like, what is this? And he had owl pictures with Bob Dylan. He loved Dwayne Allman, loved him. Uh, Doug Salmon. Anyway, one time I was talking to him, and he said, uh, Oh, I gotta go. There's another phone call. It's Who is it? Maybe you've heard of him. Steve Winwood. But I loved talking music. And Jerry was Muscle Shoals. And that was jazz. And then in the Tampa Bay area, and I mean the Bay area, the West Coast, it was blues mecca. I saw Derek Trucks when he was a kid, almost a baby, play with these blues, it's it's who I am, what I love I uh, I just when I hear a band a band a uh, concerts, we're so lucky in my generation we could see actual great people play and I, I and, and some of the ones, and I'm telling you right now, the concert that I will never forget, that changed my life, made me love made me jazz, but also how bands work. My grandmother said, we're going to go see Lawrence Welk. I said, oh my God, I loved it. I've never seen guys who read charts, old-fashioned, real musicians. Musicians! I loved that. And I listen to them play, and I, 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 I just, oh my god! You want to hear? You want to hear? A, 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 going back to lead guitar, listen to Carlos Santana do his lead on "Dance Sister Dance" on "Moonflower." I think that's my greatest. I think it's my favorite lead. Of all, he goes from everything. Wow, wow, that is bad. Everything. Oh, and while we're on the subject, percussion. Ayerto, Ayertos married to Flora Purim. Remember the CTI years, Creed Taylor. Uh, Purim, Ayrto, um, Deodato, number 2001, but he did Bubbles, Bangles, and Beads, and Strut, and all this. Deodato, by the way, is the father-in-law of Stephen Baldwin. So there you go with that. So, in my heart of hearts, in my heart, the people that I respect so, so, so very much are musicians. These are people that I love. It is a gift from God and and Jeff Beck was, there is no comparison. Nobody said, well, you know, you're kind of like, oh, no, no. And what he did to showcase, not because they were women, but because they were great. And he was great. And look what he, did. Yardbirds, it goes back to, he's been around forever. Look at that group with with, with, with uh, Jimmy Page and Dave Mason, oh, my God. Was Steve Winwood and, And I don't want to get into... Boy, they sure have dropped... Emu's 78. I mean, I I don't know anything about uh, why people die, But it's like there's just too many great people passing away. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, By the way, Liz Solak says her mom watches Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk was a monster. You watch him. Watch Guy... You You know how big Guy Lombardo was? Guy Lombardo? These... And you go back to understand things like big bands, like, um, oh, Glenn Miller, and oh my God. So, anyway, thank you, my friends. We'll be back tomorrow at the usual time. The usual, usual time. I thank you for that. Let me remind you again Cutting Room. You want to see, and by the way, nobody does what I do. That's what it, I mean. I'd be the best. i tell you right now, I guarantee you, nobody does this. And you might say, because it, it stinks. I don't think you're going to say that, but I want to have people who absolutely change, take something and change it. So be in be in mind of that. Oh, also, uh, please—I didn't mention our great friends at My Supplies and Mike Lindell—and please, please go, please go and just look at all of our sponsors. They help us dramatically, and we thank them so much. And we thank you for being a part of this thing. Uh, Have a great day, my friends. We love you immensely. Uh, If you pray, pray for Mr. Beck. But thank God, thank the firmament that we had him and that we could listen to him and we could just experience this thing that only humans can do. And I love talking music with you. It's one of my favorites. All right, dear friends, have a great and glorious day. See you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. This time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Ta-ta.